Hi, my name's Diana Trepkoff, and I'd like to welcome you to my new podcast called Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? I'm a forensic artist who's completed hundreds of law enforcement cold cases, and I can tell you firsthand the pain and suffering I have witnessed on families of missing loved ones. I can see the pain on their face, I can hear the pain in their voice, and I feel it in my heart. My dream is that all missing persons will be found and there will never be another missing person ever again. That's what I pray for. That's what I hope for. And that is my dream. So please welcome my new podcast, Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? And one by one, let's bring these missing loved ones home. Thank you. I will never, ever, ever forget that special feeling I had inside when I heard that message. It'll, it's going to be something that will stay with me for my entire life. And this is how it all began. Okay, so today's a big day. I'm actually um, going to draw my mom's baby that passed away um, one day after he was born. And his name was Christopher. So I have everything prepared and I talked to her about it a few times and she was very emotional and then I got emotional but it's probably the best gift I can ever give my mom and while she's alive I want her to see she's 81 now and I want her to see um, a picture of her baby that she lost he would have been one year younger than me so my baby brother so it's going to be emotional it's going to be hard but I'm actually excited to do it and usually I've had a lot of fear in doing this and I was regretting saying that I was going to do it because I thought we would both just be emotional wrecks and it's it's very hard but um nothing good comes easy and this is going to be probably the best gift she'll ever receive from me and um so today is Friday and Marty's driving me down and I will let you know how it all goes. Okay, wish me luck. So I'm with my mom now. Her name's Pauline. It's just being recorded. So how does it feel as I'm doing the drawing for you of Christopher? It's becoming alone very well. But I see that that side is more likely. And he was well developed and he looked like our last name. Yeah, so explain the emotions, how you feel. That's how I feel right now or then. Right now, looking at him coming on paper slowly, because yeah. we were just begun, how is it making you feel in your heart to see him? Happy. Happy because of, for a very long time, I wanted to keep it. 
in my heart and I cried a lot because he was the perfect baby and God took it away, which if it was now, would have been easier to keep it on yeah. than at the time. At the time, no technology. It's different. Um, yeah. So the baby's name was Christopher, and he was born January 10th, 1970. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's a long time ago, but... I'm doing the composite drawing where I bring my mom back to the time and we're going through some reference photos. She's never had a photo of the baby. So now she's going to finally have a photo and it's going to help for the the grieving, believe it or not. After all these years, she can talk to him, she can look at him and it'll help her in her heart. So now she has an image of her son, Christopher, because there was never a photo of him. They did not, they used to make a, photos but from healthy babies yeah because he was gonna die and that's the reason they they didn't do a photo yeah um and his eyes are coming along yeah the brows even more more thick on the eyebrows yeah. okay and the hair like more down on his face yeah. okay okay so that's our first little interview, and I'll interview again. Thanks. What I wanted to mention to everyone is that I grew up hearing my mom cry through the walls. She'd be in her bedroom crying, and my room would be next to her room. And a big part of that was um, the pain that she felt because she lost her baby boy, which was my brother. And um, we didn't really talk much about Christopher because I knew it was so painful for her and now looking back I wish we did talk about it because that's also how healing can begin and I was one month premature and I lived he was premature and he died so I also felt guilty so doing this drawing for my mom is such a huge gift for her for me for Christopher for everyone who knew and loved him because it's um it's just so powerful, and you'll see how everything just unfolds through this episode. Thanks. Hi, I just left my mom's, and I'm kind of shocked because it went way better than I thought. I thought I was, I'm just outside, so you'll hear a lot of noises and cars and wind and all kinds of stuff, but I thought it was going to go, I didn't know. I think the hardest part is when we originally talked about it, and she cried, cried a lot. Um, it's... Now I think I was surprised. She was really strong and she was able to tell me what his eyes were like. They were more closed. We're going back. We're going back to 1970. So um, we're in 2022 now. And um, yeah, I got to see him and he's a cute little baby, only 25 hours old. But she always said he looked more mature than um, just a newborn. He had so much black hair. His eyes were more closed with the heavy eyelashes the small nose so as soon as it got a little tense it's time to take a break so I'll take like a a two-week break I think and then come back when I'm really fresh she's really fresh and I can sit one-on-one -on -one and um, finish the drawing 
and then I'll spray it with a workable fixative just to protect it. It's drawn on acid-free paper and then I'll end up photographing it and make her some copies. And of course, give my mom the original of her son, um, little Christopher, my little brother. And uh, yeah, so it went a lot better, better, better than I ever thought it could. And I guess the lesson that I want to say is I feared doing this because when we originally talked about it, she cried so much and I cried and I just thought, what am I doing? I felt like I was just so much anxiety and it was such a sad time but I think we had to get through that process to get to this process and this process wasn't too bad and I'm sure the finished will really be heavy on the heart when she actually sees her son for the first time on paper in full like a full photograph so that's my goal so I always ask like you know how close at a 10 you know she said nine and a half for the hair so when I get a 10 out of 10 in her mind that I was able to get the image from her mind on paper, then I'll be happy. And that's, I think, the greatest gift I could give to her because um, she never, she never grieved. She, like, she never went through it all. She just, she suffered. She never, this will help with the healing. And I've heard this a lot from uh, mothers who lost a baby. So, um, yeah, just wanted to update everyone and I will record again in two weeks and then my mom can talk how it felt for her and then of course I'll have the image showing too. Take care. Thanks. Here's something really personal I'm going to share. Back then they didn't really, they couldn't keep the baby alive like they can these days and so the sad news is his name was Christopher. So I always thought growing up, you know, I felt a little guilty like why did I make it and Christopher didn't and you know, and I would hear stories and stuff and always felt sad about that. And then it was just a few years ago, <clears throat> I said to my mom, um, well, mom, I'm a forensic artist. Like I do composite drawings, which means I can take an image from your head and um, interview you. It's cognitive memory interviewing techniques. And I can um, draw Christopher because she's never had a photo of Christopher and she's never um grieved properly she said she still cries about him today and uh, my mom's 81 and she still cries um because she loves him so much and it was so painful for her so she never got to fully grieve properly and she said back then they didn't take photos especially well they took photos of the baby but not if the baby was sick and because he was when he was born he was ill the hospital didn't take pictures and um but she always remembered what he would look like so it took she didn't know I could do that I said mom of course I can do it but I'm really I'm known around the world for age progressions on missing people or do facial reconstructions on skulls but I still do the police sketches the composite sketches um and so I explained that to her and she says that would be the most beautiful gift she could ever get in her life um if I could do something like that for her and I said of course I can so I would talk to her a few months ago and I would ask questions and I said what did he look like she goes he was perfect I said well did he look like me did he look like Susie like my sister no he was perfect and I was like gee thanks <laughs> but I don't think she meant it like that it's just you know um like I don't think she meant that we're not perfect in her eyes but that's how I kind of took it and I thought oh don't get offended Diane it's she's talking about her baby that passed away that never got a chance and I said okay well explain him to me so she would explain and then when I was over at her place would go through some pictures and she would tell me he kind of looked like this he kind of looked like that and I said okay and it was hard because she would be crying 
and then I would be crying. And if I'm crying, I would get really um, stressed out and I wouldn't be able to draw properly because it's also a lot of emotion attached to this drawing. I usually have emotion attached to all my drawings, but this is, I feel my mom's pain and I want to do a good job. And then I thought it was too painful. I probably, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do this. And then it was just last week I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this. I don't want any regrets in life that I, I didn't do this for my mom. She's been waiting for a while. And so um, I went to my mom's and I did the drawing. And in two and a half hours, I was able to get him down on paper. And it, there was a lot of distractions and stuff. And I thought, I'm not going to be able to do this. And the weird thing is, which I don't know if it's angels by my side or if his spirit was with me or what, but I drew him in two and a half hours. And usually a drawing takes a long time. Like I could do a drawing in one month. I'm really careful, meticulous. Like I just want that hair perfect, the eyes perfect. And it's one strand at a time with my 0.7 millimeter pencil. Like I'm very, I'm over picky. I'm too picky. And so that was just my dog barking here. I'm just trying to pat her and calm her down before she goes into a, um, a barking fit. If she hears a dog outside, she wants to freak out and she's only five pounds, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So where was I? So yeah, so I drew him and for some reason he was just coming together and I drew eyes. Like I don't usually draw eyes like that. I usually have, I usually do eyes totally different but, and my mom's like, well, close his eyes a little bit. They weren't that wide open. So I closed them a little bit and I would show her and she's like, okay. And then for the eyebrows, so I would like listen. And for some reason, I I got about maybe, let's say 80% of him down in two and a half hours. And I said, you know what, let's take a break and I'll be back in a couple of weeks. And um, it was, I just wanted to say, I felt his spirit must have been with me because I don't know how I did a drawing so fast that was so heavy. And she says, that's his eyes, that's his nose, that's his hair, you know, that's his mouth perfect. And um, I was like, wow, because um, when I, when I looked at him, I, I brought him home and I have the drawing in my office. And when I looked at him later that night, I was like, he's got my mom's eyes totally. So it was like, it's fascinating. So I, we will, I'll, I'll put this on the www. Can I help find your missing loved one website? And um, you can see the drawing there. And um, it's just, I, I was afraid to do this drawing. I thought it would be very painful with a lot of emotion and a lot of crying and it's going to be like hard for me to do a good job and something just took over and I was able to do a really good drawing that is accurate according to my mom because she's the only one who's seen him and it makes me proud because she has something now it's not finished yet I'm going to go back in the two weeks but she has some uh, a picture of him now and I'm going to frame in a really nice gold frame with a mat and I'm going to get the gold plaque engraved Christopher, his name. Um, and that way she'll have that in her bedroom and she can look at the look at the photo of her, you know, her baby that she lost. And she can, she says she talks to them always, but she can actually have something 
um, in her room, which will help her a lot in life, I believe. And it's never, it's never too late, you know, to, um, to have a gift like this. So, and for me, I'm, I'm also feeling a lot of gratitude because I get to frame him, you know, I'll make some copies and I'll frame him and put him in my house because he is my little brother. And, um, I always wondered what it would be like if I had a brother, but, um, yeah, it's sad he passed away, but, at least I was able to get this drawing for my mom. So he's almost finished. I have to just fix around the shoulders and the neck and maybe pull in the face a little bit with some shading and that's it. I mean, if I got him, I'm not going to overwork it. So then I don't have him. But um, I'll let you know. I'll record at the end what it was like with my mom. And um, yeah, so it's never too late for um, a special gift like this that means the world to my mom. And we can all honor Christopher now in my family because we never knew what he looked like before. Hi, I'm at my mom's right now and I just finished the precious drawing of little Christopher, which is my baby brother who passed away 25 hours after he was born. And I'm with my mom here on her bed as I finish the drawing. So she doesn't feel too comfortable um, speaking, but just for a minute, just to explain. So how do you feel now that you see him on the paper, Mom? Now I feel I feel like you, I have him. But the baby was very beautiful and very difficult to, to part. And uh, I can carry him with, for the rest of my life. Was it hard for you? Like you're emotional, your eyes are all watery. So Yeah, it is hard for me, but in a way it's better because I can see him more often. And talk to him and stuff. And yeah. um Oh, I talk every night. Yeah. What what about when you look at him? What what do you like the best of the drawing? The face. He is very beautiful baby. But he has your eyes. He has your eyes, he has your eyebrows. That's what I noticed when I first started the drawing. I felt his He spirit. had long eyebrows and a beautiful face holding his hands together close to the navel. And I was looking, looking and the nurse said, look at him because he's not going to be too long around. And I said something bad to her. But uh, I was justified for saying that. And that's it. Talking about Christopher... And it's a special gift for my mom. Since I'm a forensic artist, I'm able to do this. But it's also a gift for me because I can finally see who he is and what he looks like. Because I couldn't imagine. I just knew he had lots of dark hair. And she would explain. But until he's on paper, I couldn't really imagine. So it's a special gift for all of us. And um, yeah, and it, it is emotional. It's sad. I can't lie. But it's also it's also special. And it's it's happy because we get to see him. Is there anything you want to finish with? No, that's it. Okay, so here's the drawing. It's finished of my little brother. And um, 
Yeah, and I'll I'll post a picture. Thanks. My mom never really felt too comfortable speaking while she was being recorded, but when we stopped the recording, that's when she really opened up and said how much this meant to her and she never knew ever that she would have peace, that she can finally have peace. Just having a picture of him made her feel really good. So we were just waiting for this special framer to come back and um, get it professionally framed by him. His name's Carl and he's outstanding. And I wanted a gold frame with the gold plaque. But, um, you know, I go back home and I start thinking and I'm like, you know, I, I phoned my mom and I said, Mom, just we know where Christopher is, right? And she says, no. And I said, well, I thought he was buried at and I mentioned the cemetery I thought he was buried at. And she goes, no, Diancia and I'm Diancia in Macedonian. She goes, I, we never found out. She says she never seen him deceased and my dad never seen him deceased. And I said, well, then how do you know he really died? And she, I said, do you believe he died? She said, yes. So I thought, okay. And then I was like, well, where was he born? And it was Toronto East General at the time. So I said, okay. So it started to bother me. So I didn't want to say anything to her to get her upset. So I ended up calling the hospital. And I called like three, four times. And finally, someone called me back. And this is what he said. I joined Michael Garrett Hospital, which is the new name for Toronto East General Hospital where my baby brother Christopher was born. And, oh, I just feel like I got a punch in the gut. He's been there 30 years, and he said it's law. He said it's mandated to keep records, but after 10 years, they're all destroyed. Unless he was in the hospital and we kept visiting him. I said, no, he was only born for... He was born and then died 25 hours after. And he says, no, he says birth records. So it would be 1999. All birth records were destroyed from when he was born in 1970. And um, so all you can't, there's no release of information. The archives are burnt in an incinerator because storage in space costs money. And um, he just said where he works in the wing at the hospital is going to be destroyed and it's going to be grass soon because they're just going to destroy the whole thing and leave it to one little office because it's all about money. And um, wow, that just um, oh, makes me want to cry. I, I, I got so excited when I seen the phone ring and I read the hospital's name because I thought, oh my God. I'm going to finally find out where he is. I can take my mom there or get some answers because something just doesn't feel right. But when you find out all records were destroyed because it was so long ago, I feel like hopeless and helpless now. Like, how am I supposed to get down to the truth of all this if this is how it is? And I said, well, what can I do? He says, nothing. You got to tell her the truth. I said, no, I'll, I'll tell her. It's just, I said, isn't there anyone else I can talk to? Or I said, is there any other way he says no there's he goes if anything way back in the day you know if your mom was on social assistance I said no no she wasn't they were married they had a house down there by Gerard and he says oh well if it was social assistance back then he goes I don't even know if they had it back then he just goes the government would help and they take the baby and they put it in an unmarked grave but he says he doesn't know what to say because it's 1970 eh, it's so sad isn't it like Christopher, someone special, and he deserves a proper burial, just like all those missing people that I try to help find. And now um, I'm trying to find my little brother, and it doesn't even make sense. But um, 
I don't know, maybe this is a sign that I'm not supposed to research further and just accept it and the drawing is done and my mom can have a beautiful drawing of him to look at. Or maybe this is a sign that I got to dig in deeper and maybe and maybe give my DNA into um, a data bank and just see. Because if you've never seen the baby deceased and if you never, you never grieved because you didn't, no one seen him deceased. My mom or dad never seen Christopher deceased. How do you know he's really deceased, right? Not everybody's 100% honest out there. Anyways, um, I'll see what my next step is. Just wanted to um, record this so I don't forget. Okay, thanks. After hearing that, that the records have been burnt and I would never find out where Christopher was and um, therefore my mom will never know, it, it started to really hurt inside and I did cry and um, and then I decided I'm going to start searching and call the cemeteries and funeral homes to find out where my brother is and I would phone and then um, I didn't even know where I was calling, just every one that I could think of around that area and then the one girl that I spoke to I gave her the name of Christopher and the date and she said no he's not um, here and she was really nice and gave me some other numbers to call of other cemeteries to find out where he could be buried but he wasn't in their system the following week I called and I didn't realize I called the same place again and um, she says you already called here and I told you he wasn't here and I said I, I did are you sure I called here she's like yeah and I was getting confused and I said well okay and then I explained the whole story and she said um you know let me look at let me wait till the funeral director gets in and I'll talk to the funeral director and um and I explained everything I'm a forensic artist who completed 240 law enforcement cold cases I did this as a gift from my mom from my heart to do a drawing of her baby that passed away because she never had any healing um, through her whole life I heard her crying she's still crying at like 81 years old over Christopher and I said and I was just doing the drawing so she can have a portrait of him I didn't know we would come to the point that where we are now that we're actually searching where he was buried because I thought my mom always knew where he was buried but she said the hospital took him away and um, buried him with other babies that passed away that were sick in a like unmarked grave so when I explained everything she was so nice and her name's Alex and she researched she went into the um vault the vault and took out the ledger and started looking through and I got a call back about four or five hours later and this is the message that she left Hi Diane my name is Alex I'm calling back from St. John's Norway Cemetery I was able to take a moment to uh a look at our genealogy records for the search you had requested. Um, I have your record of a baby boy, Krepko, um, buried on January 16th, 1970. So it seemed to line up properly. Um, I had, in your message, tried to write down the spelling as closely as I could. Um, this spelling is T as in Tom, R as in Ruth, E as in Elephant, Well, 
um, and don't give first names. So what happens when we bury stillborns back in those days was that unfortunately they completely left the mothers and often the entire family out of it. Um, doctors would take the infant and pass their body off to a funeral service or um, a funeral home and they would take care of all of the arrangements um, free of charge and everything. So what would happen was the babies would be buried in what we call stillborn graves, which were communal graves that are located throughout the cemetery. We don't have any record from the time where they're located. Um, I can assure you that that baby is buried on our property. Um, if you require any other information, the uh, best way to contact us is by email. You can find that email address on our website. But unfortunately, I can't give you a more precise location, and there wouldn't be any sort of memorialization as it's a communal gray area. So I'm sorry that I can't be of more help, but I can assure you that um, your mom's baby is buried here. I hope you have a nice day. Take care. Bye. Okay, for the first time, I'm going to... Um, St. John Norway's Cemetery and um, we're going to see where my brother Christopher is. So I have the map and I have everything and um, we're just turning in right now. So I wonder what it's going to feel like but here we go. I'm driving now down to the cemetery and the grounds staff is going to meet me outside the funeral home um, and walk me through the cemetery to where Chris is, my brother. And um, me and my boyfriend came the other day and we were all over the cemetery. Um, I'm not one for cemeteries. I feel very uncomfortable at cemeteries, but I didn't um, feel uncomfortable um, the other day, but I'm I'm very emotional today and I, I guess because I heard my mom crying my whole life through the walls I heard her cry over Chris um, and now I'm gonna actually um, I found him I found him the hospital said they burned all records there's no way I would find out I said well what am I supposed to tell my mom and they said just tell her the records have been burnt you know after 28 years all records are burnt and um, my gut said BS, like, I'm not going to stop at that. And, um, is this the cemetery right here? It, it's, it's so hard. I don't know this area very well. Yeah, this is the cemetery. Okay. So, um, my Kingston Road. Yeah. Okay. So I better just get in here and, um, I don't know, wish me luck. I believe Chris brought me here. I did find out it's amazing. Funeral director helped me went through the genealogical records. Um, we found the ledger. She found the ledger, and I have a map. But again, with the map, I don't know where I'm going. So I'm here, and I'm gonna go to the front door. I feel like I'm gonna vomit. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna cry. Whew. I didn't think I was so close to here. <laughs> I wouldn't have started recording this, but. Um, Oh, this is for you, Chris. A little too late, but you've been gone. We, you, you left so, so soon, and and your mom's never stopped crying for you. And now it'll be happy tears when I bring my mom here to visit you for the first time ever. Um, 
Okay, here it goes. Okay, I am here. Um, I just spoke to the girl who helped find him. She's so nice. I gave her special gifts. Okay, I'll follow you. And now the ground staff, I have to follow him in his Jeep. He is so nice. We just talked and he's going to take me to the location and explain the story because he didn't know it in details. Oh, and he's taking me to Chris right now. Wow. That, there's something about this cemetery. It's very peaceful. Like I said, I don't do well at cemeteries. I find them disturbing and noisy and I just I don't I, I avoid cemeteries I can't do this kind of stuff but I believe Christopher is here if I had any doubt before that he was born and sold because my mom never seen him deceased I don't anymore because I feel too calm I believe he's guiding me and what are the chances everybody is so so damn nice everybody's so helpful you know so whew, we're driving through all the tombstones now on the roadway Oh, wow. This is where he's stopping? You gotta be joking. Okay. A lot, I understand. Yeah. Okay, what's your name? I'm Steven. Steven, okay. I'm with Steven, the ground staff, right? Yeah, the okay. grave digger. The grave digger, yeah. <laughs> oh, and he's showing me, and it's taking my breath away, but he's showing me where he thinks Christopher is. Okay, so. Be sure to listen to the second part of this episode. What happens next is the miracle of all miracles for me and my mom. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One is created, produced, and hosted by Diana Trepkoff. Associate producer and sound editing by Marty Brown. Please don't forget to call in any tips. Thank you.